eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com slash Therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com slash Therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. It's Victory Tuesday, Dolphin fans, and your Miami Dolphins are 5-1 and one for the first time in 21 years after your Miami Dolphins defeated the Carolina Panthers 42-21 to 21 on Sunday. We have lots of takeaways from this matchup, but before we get into all that, Jake is once again on the injury report. He expects to be back on Wednesday, but that means I am joined by the one, the only, Merrick Brave. Follow him on Twitter, at mbrave13. Merrick, we're 5-1, and one, baby, and it's Victory Tuesday. How you doing today, man? I'm doing well, doing well. You know, I'd like to sit here and tell you that I wasn't worried after the Dolphins dug themselves a 14-0 hole against the Panthers yesterday, but you would know that's not true because I was all up in your DMs. I believe I said uh, we're effing frauds, and I'll uh, I'll uh, censor myself here so you don't have to bleep it. And then uh, I'd like to say that you calmed me down, but you did not do that either. You responded back. I'm actually going to scroll through and uh, – and read it. You said, as, as soon as we think we're keeper, it all crumble, is what you said, which I would imagine is some sort of chef humor that I didn't get, but I laughed anyways. Wait, what did I say? I don't even know what I said. It probably like <laughs> autocorrected or something. Wait, what did it say? It said, as soon as we think we're keeper, like the like the yogurt, like like uh, what is keeper's like fermented yogurt, right? As, yeah. soon as, as soon as we think we're keeper, it all crumble. 
So I don't know what that means. Uh, no, yeah, my phone's autocorrecting all the time. I think it uh, meant legit. I think I wanted to say legit. <laughs> as soon as we think we're legit, it all crumbles. So, yeah, that wasn't no uh, food uh, reference. But, yeah, man, let's just talk about it, right? We got down 14 nothing early. The Dolphins came out. They looked pretty flat. And um, you saw Bryce Young and Adam Thielen, as we mentioned, right? We kind of joked that we might see Thielen have a solid game. He's 33 years old. Wherever he matched up, I know he had a big play early on. I think Eli Apple was in coverage. You slow it down. You see um, – Thielen put a move on uh, Apple's kind of a stanky leg, created separation for a big gain. And then Chuba Hubbard, you know, ended that one with a touchdown. And I'm sitting there watching this man and I'm just thinking, um, I, I'm just thinking, please, God, let's turn this around. But I'm also thinking, of course, you took uh, Chuba out of your lineup right before this game started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and to make matters worse, I was actually playing against Adam Thielen in fantasy this week, right after I roasted him on this podcast. And then he roasted me putting up nearly 30 points for my opponent, uh, a winless team, by the way, a team that has not won a single time this season yet has uh, the most points scored in my league this week. So uh, I did that. That's my fault. Uh, I cursed, uh, cursed the dolphins there, but uh, you know, we were nervous. We were scared, but unlike years past, this Dolphins team didn't crumble like Kiefer, like you uh, so eloquently put. Uh, they, they rebounded, and they rebounded quickly and ended up going into halftime with, I believe it was a 21-14 lead, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and pretty much the game felt out of reach after that because the defense clamped down and the offense kept moving things, moving the ball really, really well. And it ended up being a, a really exciting and fun day to be a Dolphins fan uh, in a week where it wasn't, uh, it wasn't offensive fireworks for a lot of teams. You know, Dolphins scored 42, the Jaguars scored 37, and then everybody else just kind of, you know, dinked and dunked their way through the through the week, it seemed. I think it was Rich, uh, I'm going to mess this name up, Rich Hrybar or something like that on Twitter. Uh, give him a follow if you can figure out how to spell that last name because I don't remember how to do it. But he said uh, the rest of the league averaged 1.6 offensive touchdowns on the week uh this week which is like that doesn't even seem real like we're we're just watching dolphins games and can you imagine if we only scored 1.6 touchdowns that'd be that'd be a sad week for this team but uh no we're out here putting up 37 40 70 points some weeks every week out here as dolphins fans and that feels pretty neat yeah, I mean, it's um everything we always imagined, right? And I think that's why every week we go into this, the the game just, you know, thinking what could possibly go wrong because, you know, we've felt this high before. I, I don't know that we have. Have we felt – we haven't felt this high in a long time, right? I mean – Let's see, 2002, I, I turned 16 years old that summer. So I was 16 for the 2002-2003 season. I was a, a, a junior in high school the last time the Dolphins started 5-1, and one, and now I'm an old man with a broken back. How about you, Joshua? That's yeah. I, if you were a junior, what's before that? Is that freshman? Is that sophomore? I, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so there you go. I would have been a sophomore. So, um, yeah. Now you're getting your you got into wrestling. You've been doing street fights and things like that. But you mentioned <laughs> it, man. Uh, they went up fourteen nothing. Um, it was a seed from uh, Bryce Young in the back of the end zone to Thielen right over X's outstretched arms. But then the Dolphins came right back. Uh, Tua rolled out and hit Hill over the middle for a big play, and that ended up, you know, getting them downfield. And then I love that goal line move, man. They had a – it looked like a pistol formation with Tua, and they brought Durham Smythe around him, and he was the lead blocker. And Tua, like, yeah. looked to the left to hold the defense, fired it over to Mostert, who then had uh, Durham Smythe leading the way, and he was wide open. So that was a beautiful play design. And at that point, you know, it was 14-7. And you mentioned it, man. In years past, you might sit here and you're down 14 nothing, And you were – you know, you said we were frauds. I sat there and said, you know, as soon as we think we're legit. But let's be honest, you kind of – felt a little bit 
it felt different, right? You were sitting there kind of expecting the Dolphins to go out there and to start putting up points. And that's exactly what they did. So um, I think they needed this adversity. They needed to go out there and, you know, start out flat, get punched in the mouth a little bit to see how they bounce back. And um, the way they bounce back, I mean, you couldn't be happier with that performance. Yeah, you know, and, and against a team like the Carolina Panthers, winless on the season, maybe you can afford to start slow like that. But I'm looking ahead to this Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll get into that matchup a little bit more as the week progresses here. But they cannot afford to start slowly against a team like the Eagles. And I know the Eagles just lost to the Jets, and, and we as Dolphins fans want to make fun of them for that. But the fact of the matter is that the Eagles are the defending NFC champions for a reason. They've looked really good this year. Jalen Hurts is playing lights out. Uh, you know, they still have A.J. Brown. They still have Devonta Smith. They still have Dallas Goddard. Like, th this is a good team. This is a good team. DeAndre Swift uh, actually went against him in fantasy as well. Come on. But uh, it's, it's a good team. So you can afford to start slow against, against the Panthers, not so much against the Eagles. Like I said, we'll talk about that as the week goes on. But, yeah, the Dolphins, uh, like you said, they tied that game game up 14-14. And then we get that that beauty of a deep pass that that we have become accustomed to seeing weekly from Tua Tungavailoa, which just feels so good, right, after every other fan of every other team just gave us crap on Twitter for the first three years of Tua's career, telling us that, that Tua can't hit the deep ball. Tua can't, you know, Tyreek Hill's going to be wasted in Miami. And then just every week, Tua's out here like, oh, yeah, just, I think, what did he say? That looks like money to me. He's just doing that every single week. He hits Tyreek Hill for a 41-yard touchdown to, down the right side. And then we get the uh, we get the flip phone, which is what I'm calling it. I think I, I think I, I said that to you on Twitter and then you gave it a like, and then you went out and retweeted everyone else but me. Oh, but, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I try not. Is that really what happened? See, now I got to go. Now I got to go retweet this thing. <laughs> but we got the we got the flip phone celebration, which there's a conspiracy here, man. Like, let's put these tinfoil hats on. There's a conspiracy here because that gentleman that gave Tyreek the cell phone, he works for the NFL. Like, we all know that, right? Yeah. Because immediately after that happens, the NFL UK Twitter account tweets out the video uh it gets retweeted by every single member of the fan base and every single national media member and then a couple minutes later that gets deleted because you know they're gonna find Tyreek Hill probably it's always like really weird numbers like ten thousand one hundred and twenty six dollars or something like that for that celebration but uh my kid asked why you know why he got a penalty for that and I got to explain to him that the NFL stands for no fun league which we've known for a few years now uh, so he was a little salty about that. But but yeah, we got that deep 41-yard touchdown pass from Tua to Tyreek. The Dolphins took the lead 21-14 on that, and they never gave it back, despite Mike White's best efforts later in the game with his pick six there. But uh, from a 14-0 deficit after one quarter to a 21-14 lead at halftime, that right there, uh, that in a nutshell, is, is this 2023 Miami Dolphins team. When they go down... By multiple scores, they're not out of it. They can come right back because they have the league's best offense, uh, the league's most potent offense, the league's most you know fast, high-scoring, quick-scoring offense, uh, and it's led by our dude, the the left arm of God, Tua Tagovailoa. It feels good. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast yeah it sure does um we're i know we're trying to condense this podcast but earlier in the the game you know i think it was first towards the end of the first second uh carolina tried to run a fake punt and they were like what like a yard short so close and that to me seemed like yeah, that to me seemed like the difference maker. I think they both exchanged punts in, but like you mentioned, um, that 41-yarder to Tyree Kill, um, he actually had completed uh, three. He was three for three on third down on that drive. There was a third and 10 where he hit Waddle over the middle um, on an in-breaking route. That same possession, another third down where he found Mostert. And then on third and six, like you said, uh, fresh out of the two-minute warning, Tua hits Tyree Kill in stride. And I think uh, Tua or, or – Maybe as Mike McDaniel said after the game, you know, he was told that there were two different plays or something where he could just, you know, decide in the huddle which one of those they wanted to go with. Correct me if I'm wrong, but either way, man, I mean, we've continued to see them um, picking up these big gains. And it's just so funny to see this all happening when, um, you know, like you said, a lot of people were doubting what Tyreek Hill would do to this team. And I saw someone today say, is this the greatest trade in the franchise, like the history of the franchise? And I think it almost has to be right. I mean, for everything you thought you knew about Tyreek Hill, he's come here. He's been a leader. He's been absolutely electrifying. Um, and I just can't believe that we had a we had to root for the Dolphins, you know, with pre Tyreek Hill and Tua Tagovailoa, because this just mm-hmm. feels so good, man. Right. I mean, you see, we'll talk about the end of this pod, but I mean. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa is first in almost every statistical category. You know, it's just awesome, dude. Yeah, you you ask if it's the the most impactful trade. A lot of people will talk about that Laramie Tunsil deal, but this Tyreek Hill deal is actually a layer of the the Laramie Tunsil deal. Am I actually, right? Yeah, I actually have a Tunsil helmet back here. My wife bought it for me, and then like two weeks later, they traded him. So, um, my <laughs> bad my bad luck is part of what sparked this whole thing. But I keep talking about the uh, first Wingfield. I, I he tweeted out today. He's first in passing yards with 1,876, first in passing touchdowns with 14. He's tied for that, actually. 7.1% touchdown rate, 57.6 success rate, 9.5 yards per average, 114.1 passer rating, 71.7 completion rate. And then uh, he's second in uh, with 3% sack rate and third in QBR with 74.8. So um, my mouth's dry now after saying all that. But yeah. That, yeah. That was a t- remember- I thought it was going to stop. Like I thought I didn't, I thought it was going to stop at some point. Do you remember when the NFL had like four stats, like just like four, 
and now it's like turned into baseball. There's like all these acronyms for things. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that, that was means. like Jericho's <laughs> wrestling list. I just listed off yes, right? like, arm yeah. bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's certainly a lot to, to list off there, but uh, you know, it wasn't just the Tua and the Tyreek show on Sunday. Raheem Mostert is looking like, like, you know, he's 31 years old. Derrick Henry like, with rockets. I said it on Twitter, Derrick Henry with rockets <laughs> attached to his legs. He's just, He's running the ball like a much younger man. You know, they say that 30 year, that 30 year mark is the the cliff point for, for running backs. You fall off a cliff once you hit that. But I think uh, they're going to have to do some studies on Raheem Mostert. Maybe, maybe take some blood and, and run it through uh, some of them uh, scientific machines, whatever you call them. They spin around. I don't know, whatever they're, whatever they are, but we need to centrifuge. Are they called centrifuge? If I knew that, that dude, I, I'm kind of dumb, but I think that is what it's called. Right? <laughs> that might be somebody, somebody let us know in the comments of this. Cause we're not going to look that up, but anyways, we need to figure out what, what, uh, what's going on with Raheem here. And, and, it, and I mean that in a good way, Raheem Mostert has 11 touchdowns through six games. He's leading the league in that category. He's already set a single season career high in touchdowns. Uh, he had three more yesterday, two on the ground, one through the air. Uh, I believe, it, and I'll grab these these stats here just so I don't mess them up. But yeah, 17 attempts for 115 yards on the ground, two rushing scores. He tacked on three receptions on three targets for 17 yards and another touchdown through the air. Raheem Mostert is looking like, you know, an offensive player of the year candidate. And I think that Dolphins have multiple guys who can who can be in that uh, in that discussion. But Raheem Mostert, you know, Devon A. Chan goes down and you saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about, oh, well, that's it. Dolphins are going to have to be one dimensional again. You know, they're, they're going to have to go back to throwing the football 45 times a game. Like everyone just forgot that Raheem Mostert was killing it for the first couple games before A. Chan turned it on anyways. Well, Raheem Mostert didn't skip a beat. He went out there again, 115 yards rushing, 17 yards receiving, three touchdowns on the day, and and he's having himself, like I said, a, a career year for the Miami Dolphins in that backfield, and and you love to see it. Oh yeah, absolutely love to see it, and I um I it, it was bittersweet for me because I'm in so many fantasy leagues. So one league I'm sitting there and I have Raheem Mostert, and I'm I'm so stoked, you know, Scott Fishbowl represent um and also i am um, then i'm playing against him so i'm sitting there and it's so bittersweet man watching him run up this score and then looking over and it's like oh shit dude he had like 50 points against me so um <laughs> it's a awesome resurgence and again we talked he talked about in the offseason you know getting bigger and stronger but holy crap man like the way he bullies through some guys i mean he's like that madden animation that you know they all you, you stop them but they still get the one or two yards after it i mean he's playing like an rb1 and it's just so funny to see some of these stats still where devon achan still at the top with raheem Mostert like right behind him because um achan you know he's going to be out for the next three weeks and he's probably still going to be within that top 10 category when he comes back so um we got to get through this because as we will mention or i guess we can now chris brooks did get banged up i think it's day to day with him he had six carries for 28 yards we all wanted to see him out there he had a really nice run uh kind of looked like a baby Marshawn Lynch at one point, you know, bullying people over, stiff arming them out of the way. Then Salvin Ahmed had six carries, 23, and he also had that touchdown. So um, Salvin I'd like Ahmed, to point out my, my dart throw hit. I, I hit a bullseye Ahmed, with that dart yeah. throw. I should have yep, went with yep, Chris yep. Brooks. I should have went with Chris Brooks, but uh, 20, no, I guess I shouldn't have. I went with I went with Robbie Chosen, which um, I should get some fantasy points for him breaking down the huddle at the end of this thing, right? Because uh, you know that <laughs> meant something to him. But um, where were we at with the score, right? They came out of the half. It was 21-14. Um, yep. he'll do the backflip. I, I have had to write down, dude. Uh, Christian Wilkins got a sack, and what was the Spider Man thing? He was like, no, not Spider Man. Power, I believe, yeah, I Is believe Bryce that's Young Spider Man. 
No, I believe that's Brian Burns's sack celebration. Oh, okay. He, did, he, did, he does the Spider-Man, and so he said, nah, nah, Power Rangers, baby. Another thing I'd written down, uh, Mostert got tackled by Ingold. <laughs> did you see that? It just got yes. like bullied by him, and then there was a video of him just like chewing Eichenberg out, which um, – Yeah, Mostert what... was a little little peeved this game, it looked like. Well, yeah, he I was, was running say, angry. I was going to say, I don't know when we want to talk about it, but um, uh, Liam Eichenberg, man, you looked pretty good out there. I, I mean, you looked like you could hang, at least in this one. So um, Zero um, sacks allowed, zero pressures for Eichenberg after we trashed him all week. Connor, yeah, Connor Williams is um what? I think he – Mike McDaniel says he's very angry that he couldn't play and he was like kind of giving the stink eye all week and he hopes to baby practice on Wednesday, but that still seems like a day-to-day thing. So man, I keep looking at that uh, Philadelphia Eagles front. And again, you like, like you said, we'll talk about it later down the road, but Jordan Davis is a mammoth. I mean, they got what Jalen Carter up there. I mean, that mm-hmm. they just draft defensive linemen every single year. So it's going to be a true test. And um, you know, Liam Eikenberg, if he can do it against, you know, what he did this weekend against Carolina's front and then go up there and do it um, in Philadelphia, I mean, then we might have to send him like a edible arrangement or something and truly, truly tell him we're sorry. I think we can do that. I think, I think the budget allows. All right. So uh, what, what else happened in this game in the second quarter that truly stuck out to you? I mean, at some point it just started to, the Dolphins started to run away with this thing. We talked about Raheem Mostert. We're sitting there praising him, but on the one drive, man, he had that hurdle over the defender, which I mean, yeah, oh, which man. made the elevator. Yeah. And then Kevin Harlan, you know, his voice, man, it just made it so good. He's like one, I think he was like uh overhead flight 31 or something. And I, it just gives you goosebumps <laughs> and he's um, uh, dude, they need to get him to do every single game, but the Dolphins pulled away with this one after, you know, a slow start. And it just, again, makes you feel good that you can come out. You can go down 14 points and with a snap of the fingers, you know, you have those offensive weapons, you have a defense that again, I mean, I think we all want to see more out of them, right? Eli Apple, you know, he looked um, lost at times. I, I think Cam Smith got in there later in the game. I need to get through this. I need the all 22 to come out. Cause I did see Cam Smith uh, played later in the game, but what were your thoughts on the defense? What do you hope to see this weekend? Because I have a lot of Eagle uh, friends, you know, fans who are friends, and they're sitting here, you know, saying, good luck you this week. You're going to, you know, have your way with us. And I just keep thinking, well, you have an awesome defensive front. You know, we still need to see if our offensive front's legit. And you also got some weapons, and Xavier Howard's banged up. Uh, we don't have Jalen Ramsey. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried. So I'm spinning out of control here, man. We keep going to the Eagles. We're already, we're already on to the Eagles, right? That's how we're feeling. But, um, I think we were on to the Eagles last week before this game, which had us feeling like we had egg on our face, you know, through that first quarter. But I think, I think you're right. I think it was the defense that was really letting the team down in that first quarter. And then I think Vic Fangio made some adjustments. You saw him uh, put Andrew Van Ginkle back at inside linebacker in that first quarter. And like, I think we have to be done with that experiment. I think I think we know that that is not where Andrew Van Ginkle should be playing. Andrew Van Ginkle uh, plays best as an edge rusher on the outside, as a pass rusher. He he can wreak havoc doing that. And I think after the first quarter, you saw him uh, get aligned more as an edge rusher. They did have Jalen Phillips back for this game, but he was on uh, a snap count. I believe Mike Daniel said that today. I think he only played 30 defensive snaps against the Panthers. Um, you know, I don't think he had a, a, you know, I know for a fact he didn't have a sack and he he only had one combined tackle. So, so not the most impactful day for Jalen Phillips, but again, he was on that snap count. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle uh, had three total tackles. Uh, and it looks like, where am I at here? Uh, it looks like we finally got our wish with uh, Bradley Chubb. We were talking about how we needed to see Bradley Chubb, uh, uh, get in that 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 stat sheet with some sacks and he had one sack he would have had two but a, a penalty took away the second one uh, but Bradley Chubb was in that backfield 
all game long. He must have been listening to the podcast. I think we're going to take credit for this one because uh, Bradley Chubb showed up and he he had himself a good game. So that was a that was a good game. Uh, Bradley Chubb with a sack. Christian Wilkins with two sacks. He's actually on pace for ten sacks. They're going to have to pay. They're going to have to pay. Christian Wilkins money, gets man. ten sacks. That's that's twenty two, twenty three. I know he wants twenty five million a year. They might have to you know, meet in the middle on that one at 23 or 24, but he he's coming out there. He's trying to earn that paycheck and, and uh, you know, you got to give him credit for that. Zach Sealer also had a sack. He left the game a little banged up at one point um, later in the contest. He was able to return. So hopefully that is a non-issue moving forward. Cause you know, of, of all the positive things that you can say about this team, what this team really needs is to stay healthy. And if this team can stay healthy, Chris Greer has built himself uh, a roster that not only has the the stars to get things done on both offense and defense, but but the depth as well. We've, we've seen that this year in the running back room. We've seen that in the wide receiver room with Jalen Waddell in and out of games here. Uh, and we've seen that on defense. Obviously, like you mentioned, Jalen Ramsey has missed, uh, you know, a lot of games so far. But we can get to that uh, say, little yeah. you little nugget of news. Yeah, say Go for it, Yeah, man. multiple reports. Tom Pelissero, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport. Everybody was saying this must have been a, a You confirmed a with your sauces too, right? You're, yeah. Everyone. So, I, I love when people tweet that out like an hour later. My sources confirm that right. uh, this and that. <laughs> Are they all in like one big giant sources group chat? Do you think? Like, I just I just want access to it, please. Yeah, I won't say anything. Just let me snoop around a little bit. I just want to see what you're seeing when you see it. But they all kind of released that news at the same time, which actually, to me, if you're reading between the lines, there means that that's that's legit. That isn't just one dude saying it and everybody piggybacking off of it. If they are part of some some uh, Illuminati like group chat for NFL insiders. Uh, then they're getting this info straight from the horse's mouth, probably from from either the team or Jalen Ramsey's agent. But uh, he seems to be feeling much better after that offseason meniscus surgery. Um, got the got the meniscus repaired there, and they're saying he could be back at some point next month. I think a lot of people are taking that maybe after the buy. But with Jalen Ramsey being the competitor he is. I bet you he wants to play in that game in Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs because he knows how potent that offense can be. They really haven't been this this year that that Kansas City Chiefs offense. But I think he wants to go out there. He wants to he wants to play in that game. You know how often do you get an opportunity to play in a country like Germany? That's kind of a cool experience. But I think he wants to come back and play against a top level offense and show the world that this offense defense is legit. And the, this team is a Super Bowl contender. So what'd you make of that report that Jalen Ramsey could be back within the next few weeks? And I, I believe Mike McDaniel said that he could begin practicing as soon as this week. Yeah, I think they said uh, he might be practicing this week. And I nearly fell out of my chair, you know. I was kind of out of it on Sunday. But just hearing that, I mean, you kind of get – uh, you get excited because again, I mean, we're five and one right now and we don't even have some of our best players um, out there. I'm glad you brought up Bradley Chubb because we've been waiting for it. And he did seem like he had a significant impact, you know, on the stat sheet and without, I mean, he was in the backfield all day long. Um, great at getting back there and, and doing the things that we hope to, he could do right. When we sign him, they also mentioned um, not to get too far out of here, but I do believe Nick Needham could be coming back sooner than later too. So the yeah. secondary is going to get some reinforcements. Uh, we talked about that most touchdown. It would have been 35, 14, at that point in the game and then Mike White came in and I don't know man he threw that thing right at the defender he ran it back for a touchdown um at that point that was his like, only pass attempt on the day at that Is point you're possible? like it's gonna have to come back in I I, I, you know, I I thought about it yeah, yeah. I did think it was a, an option is it possible to have a negative passer rating because Mike White should have that 
You know, he has the one big bomb to Robbie Chosen and then pretty much nothing else when he gets into the game. So is it is it time to see Skylar Thompson back in these games? Are we are we ready to see Skylar back in garbage time? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I just don't throw the football like that. He threw it right at the guy. Thankfully, we yeah. answered with what a Salvin Ahmed touchdown. I think that was yep. on that same driver. Chris Brooks broke the big uh, beast mode one, but dude, we ended up winning forty two twenty one. You had to feel good about this. And um, again, we talked about all the accolades. I believe Tyree Kill has what eight hundred and fourteen yards on the season, which was like this most all time through six games I tweeted it and I can't even remember what it said but um you know this is just one of those offenses that are special and you know if they continue on this pace man it's going to go down the history books and I mean you got to get um you got to feel pretty you got to check your pulse if you're not fired up right man I mean this team um I keep looking back at it and all the you know, Stephen Ross was, which was pretty cool seeing Stephen Ross do the waddle, by the way. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I was just going to say, you know, Stephen Ross, they went out there, they, you know, were flirting with Deshaun Watson. I think he had interest in Harbaugh, you know, maybe Sean Payton. They were talking to Tom Brady. Whichever way it fell, man, we ended up with Mike McDaniel and Tua Tungvaloa, and it just feels like um, we deserve this. We deserve this. We deserve this 5-1 and one start. And this week, Philadelphia Eagles, I'll be I'll be sitting on the visitor side of that game, probably getting my ass kicked. I'm going to wear my white Ricky jersey. So if I get, you know, if I get someone attacks me, I'll have blood all over it or whatever. Um, but, dude, this is that real test. And you mentioned Mike McDaniel saying, you know, don't listen to that outside noise. You know, people outside are going to be talking about a lot more. Um, this could be a Super Bowl preview, right, America? Just like uh, Ace Ventura predicted. Yeah, wow, that would be. I, I, I like it just because it was the Dolphins, right, man? Yeah, I was just a little kid, and I thought Jim Carrey talking out his butt cheeks was funny. So, uh, but, but, but yeah, absolutely could be. Uh, I mean, it's still uh, funny. A... Let's be honest; it's still pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be. It could be a Super Bowl preview. Uh, you're looking at teams in the NFC that look impressive. The Eagles, despite losing to the Jets, they they're a good team. The 49ers, despite losing to the Browns. And not even just the Browns, but the Browns' backup quarterback PJ Walker. Um, you know, they're, they're XFL still a good legend. Team. That's an XFL legend. And the Detroit Lions looking real good. Lions were another team that that put up some good points uh, this past weekend, and have been doing that on a consistent basis. They got Amon Ross St. Brown back this week, and he immediately started tearing things up again. Um, so my fam- my fantasy team is excited about that. But uh, but yeah, you know that's there's a short list of teams in the NFC that look like they could be Super Bowl contenders. You'd probably add the Cowboys to that. We'll see how they do by the time people have listened to this, so they'll know. Uh, but you know, they play the chargers on Monday night football here tonight. Um, but, but yeah, absolutely. When you look and, and I suppose we can get into that now. I want to ask you, are the Miami dolphins, the best team in the AFC? You got, you got the chiefs also a one loss team. You got the bills, a two loss team, but they did beat us pretty handily earlier in the year, but the dolphins are five and one with, you know, Maybe, I don't even want to say one of with the best offense in NFL history right now, a defense, like you said, getting back Jalen Ramsey, um, Nick Needham, uh, Jalen Phillips, just, just coming back from injury now, you know, is this the best team Are the Miami Dolphins, the best team in the NFL right now? I mean, I want to say yes, but I feel like, yeah, you know, it goes back to the whole wrestling saying, right. In order to be the man, you got to beat the man or whatever. I mean, that's what I keep thinking, yeah. but I think on paper, you know, you have to feel that way again when you don't think of, I mean, you think that Connor Williams is going to come back. Teron Armstead is going to come back. Jalen Ramsey is going to come back. Jalen Phillips is going to return to form. Devon Achan is going to come back. Assuming, you know, there's no other catastrophic injury or, you know, someone else goes down. Dude, you got to feel like on paper that they can contend with any of those teams. But again, until you beat them in a meaningful game, I don't know that I can say that, but um, we're homers. So I'm going to throw all that, what I just said out the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're the best team in the AFC, man. 
it's the, certainly an argument can be made to say so. Um, like you said on paper, what I like, what's a sneaky, uh, you know, kind of a sneaky subline about this Jalen Ramsey return is Jalen Ramsey has a Super Bowl ring. Jalen Ramsey has been to the top of the mountain before. He knows what it takes to get there. And he's not afraid to tell you what it is. You know what I mean? He's not going to be afraid to get his teammates in line and make sure they're not overlooking anybody. And I'm sure he's doing that right now. He seems to be around the team quite a bit. And, and you know, he's waving the pom-poms on the sideline until, you know, he's just itching to get back out there, uh, which is why he's attacking that rehab so hard. But when Jalen Ramsey comes back, he is going to – give this team some legitimacy on the defensive side of the football, you know, just from an outsider's perspective, you look in and you go, Oh, okay. Well, if Ramsey's leading that defense and he has that Super Bowl pedigree, he has that ring on his finger, you know, with his time with the Rams uh, you, you feel a lot better about saying this team can get it done in the big games, you know, come playoff time because everybody else is, is, they don't have a whole lot of, you know, playoff experience. They don't have Super Bowl experience. I'm trying to think, was Raheem, Raheem Mostert was on the team uh, for the 49ers that went to the Super Bowl, but I think he was injured at the time. I, I can't. I think you're I right. Can't, I can't remember last year's Super Bowl because I have a Dory brain. So it's that's way down the line. And, and Teron Armstead, you know, while not playing in a Super Bowl for the Saints, had a lot of playoff experience with the Saints. I think, I don't know, he was probably hurt because he's always hurt. I'm just going to guess he was hurt. That's a safe bet to say Teron Armstead was too soon. Too soon. <laughs> so hopefully he'll come back and stay healthy. Um, but, I mean, even if he doesn't, Kendall Lamb's look fantastic this year. This entire offensive line has looked fantastic. But I guess my main point is, while the Dolphins are five and one now and they look like the best team now, they're only going to continue to get better throughout the season. And if they stay healthy, you know, and these stars, if the stars stay healthy, then you could very well be talking about them as the best team in the AFC. And it, it might already be time. Yeah, it might already be time. It's just exciting because, I mean, I'm looking here. I looked it up. So through six games, Tua Tumalo has the most passing yards in franchise history with 1,876. Um that it, through six games that's over Dan Marino as you can imagine that Ryan Tannehill was fifth so that sounds significant yeah that's significant and then most uh this is just for this season but most quarterback hits in the NFL um this season as of the end of the one point p.m games Miami was first with 49 QB hits and 21 sacks there so um you know we're seeing the Miami Dolphins just shatter here's another one most points after first six games in Dolphins history the Dolphins with 223 before that it was 195 in um 84 uh, Marie, that's Marino's rookie year, correct? I, I heard I heard this on the Locked On Dolphins podcast this morning with Kyle Krabs. Great podcast, go check it out if you haven't. But apparently, the Dolphins through six games this season have already outscored the first season and the second season that the Miami Dolphins were in existence <laughs> through fourteen games each of those seasons, and through six games this year, they have scored more points than each of those teams did through their their fourteen game seasons. That's incredible. Yeah, that's wild, but it also shows you how far along we've come from with football, right? I mean, I still everyone, you know, we we popped the bubble this week. It's champagne, right? For Marino, right. uh, for Shola, we popped it this week. Um, that was awesome because again, I think I I had Eagle fans. My my brother in law was texting me and it was down fourteen nothing, and he's like, "Yeah, man, every Sunday, bro." And then later that night you know they're losing to the jets and it's just like all right bro uh, so um yeah man being able to pop the champagne and now again the dolphins are heading into lincoln financial field for that sunday nighter where they'll be wearing the kelly green jerseys but right now america i mean through the first six weeks of the season 
Uh, we can go back and look at how we predicted things, and we would have never even in our homerous dreams. I don't think we would have had him at five and one right now, right? I think we probably would have realistically had him at four and two. And yeah. uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like we're already ahead of where we wanted to be at this point. They just got to keep stacking those days, like Mike McDaniel says, and we got to hopefully get healthy. Got to get healthy, and uh, I think again, good things are going to happen. But and I think there are people out there, you know, that are still you know naysayers so to speak that are saying the Miami Dolphins haven't beaten anyone they haven't beaten anyone okay well here's the deal they lost to the Buffalo Bills they did do that and like you said to be the man you got to beat the man so you know maybe we're not going to crown the Dolphins just yet but in their other five victories you know they 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 played a good team in the Chargers and that was on the road to open the season they went out and they they won that game they found a way to win that game they played the New England Patriots uh, what, while the Patriots were healthy, right? The, the Patriots are in shambles right now, but they don't have Matthew Judon. Do, do we want to talk about Parker quick? Why, what, before we have, before you oh, finish drop, drop, oh Dropping that beautiful I felt ball. bad for him. I felt bad for him. Mac Jones, only good pass this season, and Devontae Parker just drops it. But, but yeah, so they played the Patriots, again, on the road, in prime time. When they were healthy, they had Christian Gonzalez, they had Matthew Judon. Those guys are injured now, so the Patriots are in shambles. Uh, but, yeah, they beat the Broncos. Broncos are a bad team. But they didn't just beat the Broncos. They demolished the Broncos, 70-20. to 20. And then they, they played the New York Giants. And the New York Giants, yeah, not a good team. But they demolished the New York Giants and beat them by multiple touchdowns. Giant, and Giants they, and Bills last night, though. I mean, the, the Bills exactly, the and then Giants. the Bills struggled against the Giants, and honestly, probably should have lost that game. Giants down at the one yard line, uh, and that pass to, to to Darren Waller in the end zone. He certainly got interfered with there, but they didn't want to call pass interference on back to back plays because they thought they'd get murdered walking out of the stadium there. But but you know they beat the Giants pretty handily, and then they played the, the Carolina Panthers and won that game by twenty one points. So yeah, maybe they're not beating the cream of the crop here, but they're not just beating these teams they're decimating these teams okay and then the good teams that they're playing like the chargers and at the time the patriots they beat those teams too so they got the one loss against the buffalo bills but the best part of that is they'll get a, a chance to avenge that loss week week 18 and the bills have to come to miami to play that one yeah, and you're talking about decimating teams, some of these teams, but I mean, that's what the Dolphin teams that came before could not do, right? Win those yes. games that you're supposed to. And you're seeing it even if they go down 14 points, they're still, uh, you know, 42-21. They're taking care of business. And it's just a different culture down here right now in Miami. You know, you see Tua Tungvalu like waving his hand. He just is having the time of his life. Everyone on this team is just loving life. And we as fans, we're loving life. So, Merrick, before we wrap this up, I had one question. Does Tyreek Hill break the 2,000-yard mark this year? And will Tua Tungvalu win MVP? Uh, I mean, both of those are, are great questions. Here's the cool thing about Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Pe people were scoffing at him when he said his goal was 2,000 yards receiving. Well, the Dolphins have 11 regular season games left to play, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Tyreek Hill needs just 107.8 yards per game over the next 11 games to surpass the 2,000-yard the mark. 107.8, that's like a first half for Tyreek Hill. So I do, I do think Tyreek Hill uh, breaks the, breaks that, that mark goes over the 2000 yards receiving mark, even though he's in and out of games with cramps nonstop, but with, with as much running as he does, that's, that's understandable. And yeah, as of right now, Tua hasn't given me a reason to think that he won't be MVP. That's usually a, a quarterback award and he has been the most impressive quarterback this season so far. So on, to both your questions, I say yes, Joshua. This is a this is a magical year for the Miami Dolphins, and that includes some individual accolades as well.
Oh, yeah, that sounds great. And if that happens, then there's a good chance Mike McDaniel could be coach of the year. So um, I'm glad you found the 107 yards uh, per game. I don't know if you saw, but there was a teacher that was, uh, you know, going through and showing her class, you know, the averaging it out. And I think uh, if you want to go give her a follow, Mary is bananas on Twitter. Um, It's awesome to see, you know, she's teaching her kids. Oh, I love it. I love it. Merrick, anything else you want to say before we get off here? I mean, we're five and one, man. We'll be back on Wednesday. Jake said, again, he's a game time decision. He should be back at that point, but um, I just feel like we're riding high, man. And when the Dolphins are doing good, um, everything else around us, um, you know, it doesn't feel so bad. Yeah, and maybe Jake can give us some betting tips when he gets back on Wednesday because uh, we'll let him tell that story on Wednesday. But he he won himself a good chunk of change on some uh, on a, a big Dolphins parlay on Wednesday, so that's a good story. We'll we'll save for then. So how about that? How about that for a cliffhanger? You're just gonna have to tune in next time. Tune in next time as we come back on another episode of another Dolphins podcast. Like I mentioned at the top of this thing, I was joined by Merrick Brave. Follow him on Twitter at mbrave13. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us how awesome our voices sound, how it helps soothe you when you go to bed at night. Make sure to check us out on YouTube at 560WQAM. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of another Dolphins podcast. We'll be back early next week with our recap of the Dolphins victory over the Carolina Panthers. But until then, enjoy your weekend. And most importantly, fins up. Fins up, baby.